Butch and Ricky here with your Daily Takeaway podcast and uh, we want you to have a little listen to the show that you're about to hear. And just on a professional level, can you get back in touch and, and tell Richie and I whether you can hear that we've had the edge slightly taken off us by an amazing hearty meal that we had from the lovely people at Fuller's just before we got going? Yes, yeah, a learning thing for us, really, because um, we accepted the lunch invite. Very up for it. We've done uh, you know plenty of our little events at uh, Fuller's Places and we're looking forward to... Good relationship with uh, them. ...seeing the guys yeah. with a lovely lunch. Uh, but come for Four o'clock, and and when I think back to my childhood after a big Sunday roast, like my parents were never interested in doing anything. They're like, "Can we just sit down?" <laughs> and that's that's kind of how I feel this afternoon, which is inconvenient uh, for a live version of the show that starts at four o'clock. That's kind of like. I just, I just want a bit of peace and quiet. I just want to sit down. Do you know what I want? And no offence to Rob Beckett, Josh Widdicombe, you know, the brilliant guests we've had on in the show you're about to hear and everything, but what I'd love to do is just lie on the floor and have put, someone put my coat over me. Yes. It's like a little, just a bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was such a nice, like, big steak pie and mash. Yeah. That, um... I just want to go to sleep in front of a fire. Maybe a little dog padding around the studio oh, while we sleep. I'd absolutely love that. And then settles... Maybe that... Do that thing that dogs do where they circle a few times before stopping. That's it. I love that on flop. my lap. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's. can you hear that in what you're about to hear? If not, brilliant, we're doing we're doing something right. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Thank you again to Jonathan, who stacked it last night in Lecky Lucky Numbers, but he has provided us with a phoning topic for this hour, and it's making a fool of yourself in public. So, uh, many, many years ago, I was hosting a club night in uh, Bournemouth, about 300 punters there, Ooh. all coming along... Uh, thinking that they had the chance of winning a week's skiing holiday. Right, OK. Uh, so all very excited. Throughout the night, uh, various games and fun had ensued. I'm thinking Magaluf mid-90s kind of vibes. <laughs> You've got the vibe. Oops upside your head and you're passing an orange between your knees. It wasn't far off. Some of the games you couldn't do now. Um, but we'd whittled down the numbers. Can't do your Tina Turner anymore, can you? <laughs> and the last five couples were on stage. Uh, and uh, it got down to uh, a point where they'd all got an envelope. Now, inside one of those envelopes said, congratulations, you have won. Oh, uh, inside the other four, it said, sorry, you have lost. OK. What can, what can go wrong? What can go wrong is if some idiot has written, sorry, you have won. Oh, no, sorry, you have won. That's like, uh, it's mixed messages, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So the couple oh. that opened the envelope saying, congratulations, you've won, they're going absolutely crazy on the end of the stage. Oh, great, we're going skiing, all that kind of thing. And then another couple further down opened another one going, um... I think oh, I've won no. as well. Oh, and no. And it says, like, sorry, you have won. And then I'm stood there having just given away two skiing holidays <laughs> when we only got budget for one and everyone's looking at me going, what are you going to do now? And it, it came out of um, my, uh, yeah. Did it come out? Uh, it so Rit- Ritzy's in Bournemouth, absolute turmoil going on. <laughs> People kicking off. But you know, I, I, I look online for those kind of... Because, like, you know, like, everyone in your line of work, right, there's, like, a, a professional nightmare... Yep. Giving away, like, messing up the unveiling, the opening of an envelope, yep. is the worst thing. I remember, didn't they award the Miss World thing or something to the wrong person? That's I think a, so. Take it back off in front of everyone. That's the, up there, man. Ironically, that venue that I hosted that at is no longer there. <laughs> it literally had to be destroyed, pulled down. Uh, Steve says, I used to be an in-house commentator for Worthing Thunder Basketball Club. Whoa. Just before the start of a game, an announcement that a car was parked in an unloading bay outside the arena. My car. 
I had to go and move it. 850 people were in the stands and the two teams had to wait to start the match. Now that is pressure parking, isn't it? Actually, speaking of the sports thing, one, one thing that I, I witnessed someone else being humiliated was just unbelievable. I obviously, I did a year at university in UMass in, in America, Massachusetts, near Boston. And we all went as like a group of international students to go and watch the Boston Celtics play basketball. Uh, and my friend Craig, who's the most British guy, Craig Sinclair, most British man, rosy cheeks, didn't do any sports, anything like that. His programme for the, for the match when we bought it had the coach's signature in gold. Oh, so wow. The guy's obviously accidentally given us a thing that's been signed by the coach. Anyway, we got to half-time or wherever it's called in basketball and the bloke, bloke comes on the tannoy and says, now, three of you in the audience have Coach John, whatever his name's signature, <laughs> please step up and Craig had to shoot a hoop from the halfway line to win a car <laughs> on TV. It was the most British thing. He couldn't get it anywhere near. It was so embarrassing. So, yeah, I think he let the whole of uh, England by, down by doing that. Uh, we've got Adrian on the line. Uh, Adrian, tell us about you being humiliated in public. So, I do logistics and um, a company I was working for were donating what was meant to be a very famous helicopter from a helicopter museum in Texas to one in England. Wow. And I arranged all the transport for it and it was a big display, a big, you know, unfurling at the English Museum and so there was myself and the director of the museum with, you know, television cameras and local press there and we opened the containers, container doors at the same time with all the cameras clicking and uh, as we opened the doors the director said, looked in and said, it's the wrong helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it, was meant to, it was meant to have been a famous Huey from Vietnam, the last, the last one that took off from the US Embassy in Saigon, but the US How? museum that donated it gave us the wrong one. Wow, so is that even your fault though? Because I mean, you know, no, they, no, no, you no, don't know the no, helicopter, no, do you know what I mean? No. No, it wasn't my fault at all, but um, it was very, very embarrassing. It, it definitely felt like it at the time, <laughs> though, I bet. <laughs> BBC Southwest were there, BBC Bristol, and you know, local newspapers, and it was down in Western Superman. Oh, man. So, it was a bit embarrassing, yeah. I bet you can't watch the opening credits of the A-Team now. We're getting hot sweats, all those <laughs> helicopters flying around. <laughs> Anything with helicopters and choppers, no, I'm just no good with. This sounds horrendous from Christopher, talking about public embarrassment. I went to walk around a crowd that was watching a mime artist. Oh, my God. The mime artist noticed me and decided to follow me and copied my walk exactly and my hunch as I was cringing as I knew that he was following me. My mum was in hysterics, laughing at my discomfort. Do you know what I really... Is it bad to really hate mime artists? I don't think so. I really hate them. Have you made a fool of yourself in public? Uh, Judith, you have embarrassed yourself in public, yes? I did. I worked in recruitment, financial recruitment, and I was seeing some clients, very important clients for my boss who couldn't make the meeting and they travelled down from Harrogate for this meeting in Coventry and the meeting was taking place in a glass office so open plan all around us girls working and we sat in this meeting and they asked for some information that I hadn't got so I got up went off to get the information came back sat back down and didn't realise the chair was on wheels (laughs) and it shot from behind me I ended up sitting on the floor flashing my Marks and Spencers to the world fantastic um uh, which it took me a few minutes. The girls in the outside office said, one minute you were there, the next minute you were gone, and then you were back again. Um, well, obviously, I did a very good job because they, they came on board, and two weeks later, they came on the induction course, to which I wore trousers. And, um, 
they said, I saw them, I said to them, I must have only been on the floor a couple of seconds. And they said, no, actually, it wasn't. You got your heels stuck on the edge of the table and you couldn't get your legs back down. Oh, my word. So, <laughs> I've knocked yourself out. <laughs> so they used to call it my secret weapon. If all else failed, I would flash my underwear. Joel, we've got a big meeting next week. We'll give it a go. <laughs> Well, it worked for me. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Kevin from uh, Bangor in Northern Ireland says, Hi, guys, I'm out walking, walking my dog, Dougal, but my lucky, lucky numbers are 61553 electric, 04532 gas. Kevin, mate, it doesn't work like that. Home time, lucky, lucky numbers. Doesn't quite work like that. Up for grabs, though, £250 cash, thanks to Tesco Mobile. Spend less using your Tesco club card. Kevin, it works like this. Uh, the lucky, lucky number generator will spit out three numbers. They could be on your current electricity or gas meter reading. Or oh, serial any... number on the side of the... <laughs> no, don't, not don't, again. Not again, not again. Uh, they can be in any order, but all three must appear on your meter reading. Uh, so find your meter, take a picture, because we'll ask for proof. Uh, let's have a listen to see what numbers have been spat out tonight. Thanks, Bush and Richie. Today's lucky, lucky numbers are... Six. Two. And... Eight. That's six. Two. And... Eight. Let's meet tonight's contestant. He's called Warren. Warren, where are you from? Um, Birmingham, guys. Birmingham. Birmingham. Now, did you hear yesterday, Warren? <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, you haven't read your serial number, have you? Uh, no, no. Good, good. Uh, yeah. We want to put we want to put last night's competition behind us. Don't be reading the uh, the serial number on the side of the meter. We're after your actual numbers. That's the main thing. Uh, so the numbers that got spat out earlier were six, two, and eight by the lucky lucky number generator. So Warren, uh, what particular meter are we playing with tonight? Is it your electricity or gas meter? No, it's a gas meter. Gas meter. And what's okay. it like down there? Is it dusty or is it okay? Well, well kept. Oh, I'd wait till you see the photo. It's uh, yeah. I think there's uh, I think there's uh, cobwebs. There's dust. There's Brilliant. Probably six or seven spiders in there. So no. he's proud of it. He's confident. He is, isn't he? Which is not what we had last night. Uh, so uh, Warren, do please uh, read out to us your current gas meter reading. Yeah. So it's zero six two one eight. And then point nine one nine. We don't need the points. I heard all the numbers I needed. Uh, Warren, two hundred and fifty pounds. Congratulations! Brilliant. And Getting because in. we know times are hard at the moment, our friends at Tesco Mobile want you to spend less on your mobile phone bill. They're going to chuck in another fifty quid on your winnings. Hey, there we go. Jobs are good. Huh? Good lads. Will, will you celebrate by allowing the family to have the heating on for a little bit longer and stuff well, like that? I, I, I'll be honest, I've just walked into the house and it feels as if the heating's been on all day, so the first thing I've done is, uh, is turn it off. Oh, good man, what, what a miser. Good man. <laughs> a man after her own heart. Uh, that is £300 you bagged with Lucky Lucky Numbers. And you know what? We play again on Monday. This is The Daily Takeaway. Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett, Parenting Hell Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Home Time. I feel conflicted with you guys being on because my partner Katie is obsessed with you both and your podcast. So every time in our lounge, it's like, well, Josh was saying this the other day or Rob was saying that. I almost want to turn around to him and say, if you love them so much, why don't you marry them? 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll be it. That's quite extreme. Yeah. A Lou and Rose quite might a get weird the arm. marriage as well. <laughs> Three divorces. Yeah, well, we get a lot of that going. I like geezers sort of go, like you said it in a nice way. We go, I don't really like you, but my wife likes you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a phenomenon. Has it, has it gone, the, the, the podcast itself, has it kind of exceeded your expectations, no, the pair of you guys? I wanted more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed how slow it's grown, really. <laughs> the podcast is excellent. It's, it's a great antidote to the high volume of stuff that makes parents feel bad about themselves on social media. Is that, yes. is that where the kind of the, the, the initial 100%. seed of it came from? 100%. That's normally our answer, but you've done it as the question, so now we're in trouble. <laughs> where are you going to go from here? No, we're <laughs> yeah. going to we're gonna have to build on it. Uh, yeah, totally. There's a lot of people showing off on lockdown about like yeah. how great it all is. And it is great, but there I mean, are like some ba- days that are Bacon and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the bacon, you know I mean? hashtag blessed, went to family yoga. <laughs> and I was just like, this isn't happening for me. Yeah. And uh, we just went on and we were honest about it. And I think people appreciate that because there's a lot of people lie. I've got a load of lines. But I've got mate, yeah. like my wife will go away with her friends for like a weekend mm. and I'll get all the gossip, who don't like who, who's yeah. arguing with who, boyfriends, husbands, blah, 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 like that. And I look at them and I'm like, oh, that's good, isn't it? And I look at their Instagram, like, you didn't enjoy that holiday. I know, I know. I've got, I've got a witness account that that holiday was an almost disaster. The podcast, obviously, it's now become a book, out today. Yes. You've got the today. arena tour as well, which is almost sort of like, like a big support group, really. People turning up to arenas to... Well, that- See you two messiahs. Yeah. Well, I doubt, I doubt that. But I, th- I think uh, I, I, the thing with the book, because we have got a bit of a community now, and it was in lockdown when it started, so it was all sort of in it together. Yeah. And then we didn't want to just do a cash-in book like the you know you, know, you, you must have a mini or they're ghost written. They don't even know what's on the cover. <laughs> Piles of them around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they shuffle in and they don't know what to talk about. <laughs> but we we've written this together, and it's all the stories that we haven't done on the podcast because we yeah, didn't want to yeah. recycle all the old stuff. We want it to be a book also that you can read if you aren't into the podcast. Yeah. You can't escape. Um, obviously your your notoriety but do you think sometimes because of that it affects decisions that you you make as a parent what well, I was listening to uh, this week's episode of the podcast you were talking about uh, your your shopping trolley which yeah. I do embrace the shopping trolley do you take a, so this yeah. is the school run shopping trolley the, the school run shopping trolley yes. old nan ones have you got yeah. one of those yeah fantastic uh, but, but you were talking as if it was sort of like reluctance but I, I, I feel that if you were just Rob Beckett Plummer yeah. You would be using it with a lot more happiness. Yes, it's only because I ridiculed Lou for the use of the trolley <laughs> on the podcast, but then because there was so much happening that week at school, it was the only way I could get it there, yeah. and people were shouting at me like, oh, Lou, Lou was right, was she? <laughs> it's hard enough to admit to your wife that you were wrong, but if you're getting heckled in the streets for it... <laughs> getting shouted at. And it's... Are you... You know those... It's, so it's one of those old lady shopping trolleys. Yeah. Well, she's bought a trendy one now with, like, weird yeah, faces on it. it's not trendy, though. No. The per- kind of people that would use it are basically have had a fall at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and do you drag it or do you push it? So I've been touring with both. I think the push is better, but I can't bring can't, myself to do it. Can't I, be I, push I, it. Behind me, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. In what front. Talk, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Rob, you mentioned on the podcast recently that you had a nightmare flight. Uh, we're doing our first flight as a family to go on holiday fairly soon. Any tips for me? What age are we talking? We've got uh, nine months, four don't, years, and stop, a 12 year old. Don't go. Don't, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> I worry whether it's youngest, nightmare. The youngest needs to be four, right? <laughs> really? yeah. Until you enjoy it. Wasn't there one flight that you had that Katie was telling me about that you just had an absolute nightmare? So this is coming back from Tenerife. Right, I thought Tenerife was Spain. It's not. It's no. near Morocco. Okay, so it's four and a half hours. It's not two hours like you expect. I had a three-year-old and eighteen-month-old on the way back. The three-year-old was well. Eighteen-month-old. Eighteen-month-old. Oh, I keep doing that. I forget. <laughs> the eight had an eighteen-month-old. 
So the three-year-old wasn't well, slept on my wife's lap so she could get up. She was by the window. I held an 18-month-old like that in my hands like a bag of sugar <laughs> for four and a half because they haven't got a seat they can't watch an iPad so yeah. you just hold them and they oh look at you and then in front was an old you know like there was an old lady you know when old ladies have got like an old man of that sort of hair that you sort of feel like it's sort of all a bit wiry and yeah. I don't know what it is but when they're like toddlers kids hands are like so strong oh my god yeah. Yeah. they just can grab onto anything and rip it I, I was like if my daughter grabs that hair she's, rip, she's ripping her head off <laughs> just be holding her head like a Game of Thrones um, so I need to go toilet, I didn't know where to go to the toilet, because I, I need to go to the toilet, but my wife couldn't hold her, so I'm holding the baby, trying to go away, and yeah. then I'm, it's going everywhere, because I'm holding the baby. And then afterwards, I need to go again, it's a four-hour flight, and I did it twice, I'm getting older. Who <laughs> went, why don't you just sit down? And I was like, that's a good idea, because yeah. then it's not going to yeah. go everywhere, I can just sit down and hold the baby. I love you discuss yeah. tactics with Lou. Yeah, a little sit-down <laughs> way, she's there, loving life. And it's not nice having a kid that's not well, but also it's quite easy sometimes, yeah. isn't it? They yeah, just yeah. sleep on you a bit yeah. hotter than usual. <laughs> so then, she would just sit, so I went back, and my daughter was um, eating like a French stick thing so I had her on my lap like that and I thought this is perfect I'm going like that and then she's eating the French stick thing, and I pick her up like that and then of course, I was like of course she's eating all that French stick that was quick like that you know I pull my trousers and pants up I'm st- then I, with one hand and I've, I'm, I've all tied up I've got her in my hands and I'm walking forward and I'm like something don't feel right <laughs> she's dropped the French stick and what's it called the end of the French stick? The end. The knob? Is it the, the knob? knob? It is the knob. Yeah, is it so the I've, knob? Got, I've got the knob in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that feels... Can't, I'm, I'm, but I walk inside, and, and, you know. Well, this felt weird. Anyway, I sit down, it's in me. <laughs> the bread's in me. The knob's in me. The knob of the bread is inside me, and I'm just sat there holding a baby. I'm like, well, that's two hours of that. <laughs> I, I couldn't get it out. It's awful. So have a great holiday. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Yeah, can't yeah, I recommend sliced bread. <laughs> Thank you. Um, in the book, is there any guidance um, to parents as to whether they they should pass on the choice of their football teams uh, to their children or whether the kids should choose themselves. And then, secondary question, do we have junior Agunas and uh, Pilgrims or not? Uh, I would never pass on my <laughs> football team. <laughs> It'd be strange for a child in Come London on, Plymouth. to support Plymouth. <laughs> like, what, like, it's quite cool, though. It yeah, is a bit it different, be, isn't it? It's all right for me because people go, why do you support Plymouth? Well, because I'm from Plymouth. Mm. Plymouth will probably be their second team, but they're going to fall yeah. in love with a team they can see more as often. As long as it's not West Ham. It's going to be. Care. You're East London. It's going to be West Ham. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be West Ham. Doomed. What's wrong with West Ham? I'll just take them to that ground, and they'll never want to support that team. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It's wow. awful. Where do you want to go instead, Millwall? <laughs> Orient. Yeah, I mean that would. Oh, that's not cool. much from Plymouth, is it? No. <laughs> it's the glamour club. There. Active, active step down somehow. Well, if you take on a Millwall, you dress for it. The pair of you, yeah, anyway, exactly. tear up. Uh, Josh, your daughter's just started school. Have you got yourself a WhatsApp group that you chat to the other parents in and stuff like that for the drop off? I'm quite active in the WhatsApp group. I'm just having a look now. It's mainly the mums that are active in the WhatsApp group, mm. but it's it's so far. The WhatsApp group, it's not got to banter stages yet. So, <laughs> not no, quite the banter. No. I've got two at school and I'm, I'm prominent in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> You're the main yeah. the, the, the leader. No I'd say it's in front of me. <laughs> I, basically, they all talk about quite serious stuff because they had to go into school today with like trainers and also shoes for something else because yeah. they were getting changed. And then someone said, are you sending them in with shoes? And then I replied... Why? Who's been sending them in barefoot? <laughs> no response. Oh, it's a good bit, a bit of fun, isn't it? It's a good bit of banter. It's a serviceable bit but of banter. I, I don't think I, I think I'd have to take them out of school if that happened. So me. what I'd suggest is, Josh, and you because I'm a couple of years into school now, is yeah. you need to be quite busy with it early doors, organise a dad's drink, get everyone really drunk. Yeah. I was I, well, it's, I, it's a mixed WhatsApp group. I can't go onto the, the mum's and dad's WhatsApp group and go, Dad, shall we go for a drink? Yeah, someone's got to look after the kid. All right then, oh, can your wife come out of me? Would you want me to ask? Every WhatsApp group has 
has a splinter grip. There's I always think a splinter grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, bit of a personal question, but a um, few of my friends are starting to have the chat about getting the snip. Oh. Yeah. So is that a conversation that's been amongst in any of these WhatsApp groups that you're in or any? What, in the like? school WhatsApp group? <laughs> 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 Can you imagine that? Four weeks in. Is that enough of this? <laughs> Let's go and get a group deal. Can we all line up and it's one big pair of scissors? Get a VMOP out. <laughs> Two in one go. There has been conversations about that, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure. Should, like, I don't know what the truth is because you always hear the horror stories. And there was one camera, like, a boy of a cameraman on a TV show and he had his done and he really went, it's ached ever since. And I was what? like, that must be another problem. That can't. It's just ached ever what? since. Like, you've, got to, you've at least got to go get that check. I know! You can't just go about that. I've not seen him for a while. Yeah. The smell's the fear that I hear the from smell, people. The, the smell, the burn, yeah. I don't even know what it is. It. I don't know I don't know what they actually do. I think it's a soldering iron. Oh, oh God, God what's it? Oh, maybe it's do, did you do it at the school drop-off? That <laughs> <laughs> popped in a design and technology building. <laughs> no, I, I felt you could tie it up and then untie it. You can yeah, reverse it, right? Reverse. Can you? If you've got yeah. a soldering iron on there, that ain't getting no, reversed, no. is it? No, maybe it's not a soldering iron, then. burning is your worry. It is the burn, yeah. Uh, well, listen, chaps, it's been amazing to chat to you. Listen to the okay. podcast, Parents in Hell. The book is out today. Yes. What's the name of the book? Parents in Hell. The book. Simple as right. that. Yep. And then tickets to go and see you guys live. Yeah. People can go and get them, like, straight away. Yeah, right? that yeah. we are doing. Shall I find why out what not? we're doing? Why not? Why not use it as a bookmark? <laughs> uh, exactly. The book. That we would are be doing perfect. Wembley Arena. The O2. Cardiff yeah. Motor Point Arena. We are Manchester doing... Manchester Arena. Manchester Arena. Birmingham Arena. In, in April next year, you can get tickets off my website. Or just the yeah. arenas direct. Uh, Josh Whittacombe and Rob Beckett, thank you so much. Cheers, Cheers. thanks, lads. Cheers, guys. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Uh, my other half, Katie and I, were having uh, a kind of clocking off type uh, dessert, which made, made me feel like it was the weekend because we were having a blue ribbon biscuit and a cup of tea each. Oh, lovely. That's proper retro, if you don't mind me saying. Do you want blue ribbon? I, I do. I didn't know they were still a thing. I don't know where she got them from. I think she got them from like Iceland or something like that, but um, they're still alive and well, which is great. I mean, I think we might have talked about this before on the show, but what the hell is a ribboned? Surely it's a ribbon. No, a ribbon isn't a thing, is it? It just sounds like a tiny bird. I've got a feeling, and I might have tra- trudged this out of transport trivia and got it completely wrong. I think a blue ribboned was what was historically given uh, to the boat that won the transatlantic speed race. If true... An unbelievable way to finish the week. I didn't realise it. I just thought they were chocolate biscuits, but no, they're celebrating a famous yacht race. Well, <laughs> don't, don't take it as gospel this yet. This is amazing. I'm going to have to check it. But if so, you, you were kind of dunking a trophy last this night. This is a trophy dunk. It's a trophy dunk. I, I apologise, because I've been going around slagging off the name Ribbons, <laughs> like some kind of typo. Uh, but look, j- just on that point, uh, retro, as you say, retro biscuits, the Blue Ribbon is, is like an iconic... You know, like school days biscuits. Yeah. Tin. So that kind of uh, biscuit that would be in the tin that your mum and dad can hear being opened, even if they're like 150 feet away. It's like a change in the air pressure. There's a lot of action going on on Richie's side of our uh, studio desk at the moment. What's going on? Well, well, first of all, I agree with you. The blue ribbon biscuit is very much a school days kind of biscuit, kind uh-huh. of thing that was in the tin back in the day. Your parents would hear it. I'd say a two fingered Kit Kat. Would also be in that vibe. Would you? Would you agree or disagree? I, no, I agree with that. It's got to be that. the two-fingered, not the modern-day chunky or four. The chunky one's a bit weird, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's uh, it's a bit strange. But the um, the other one I'm just going to chuck in as well is. Uh, do you have a club? Do you have a yeah, club? club. Club. The weird thing about club is that I used to do this thing. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I used to every time take it out of his foil wrapper and then scrape the top of the chocolate off with my teeth. <laughs> Before yes. eating. That's like something that might come up in a later trial for me being accused of something. 
<laughs> but the signs were there. We discussed briefly the blue ribboned. Yes. The Oxford English Dictionary, no less, says the blue ribboned is a ribbon of blue silk given to the winner of a competition or as a mark of great distinction and then goes on to say it is the trophy for the ship that makes the fastest eastward sea crossing of the Atlantic Ocean on a regular commercial voyage. Well, what about that? I I was going around, literally going around to anyone that would listen, slagging off the word ribbon like it was a mistake. (laughs) And now we know. Every day's a school day on home time. I won't be right next time. It's a very rare occasion. If you if you've been listening to this and you were, remember where you were when Richie was spot on, maybe get a photo of yourself in the back garden with a newspaper or something. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So I feel like we've lost the plot. I think we have. Since Rob and Joshua and early on, it's just been, it's been a little bit, you know, like overtired. It's their fault. It is their fault. Uh, so it's time for the film club. Basically, we group curate some great movies for some people in need around a specific topic because sometimes it's hard to come up with a film to watch. Now, the band of mum and dad has been formed, but they've never met, and they're getting a call uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, all right, OK, on the uh, on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show, we'll be finding out very, very soon what the song is that uh, they're going to be playing uh, as part of being the band of mum and dad. Please let it be Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. I would absolutely love that. There's, I mean, is there six of them in the band? It's like UB40, the ba- isn't it? <laughs> What's this, Arcade Fire? <laughs> uh, so we should find that out tomorrow morning. Ahead of that, a film may be for them, this nervous moment before the band find out what they will be playing. Yeah. So we're looking for movies with a band in. For me, the ultimate movie with a band in is Spinal Tap. That's a big shout. It's a big shout. I've That's not watched it for years. I, I, I'm almost too scared to go back to it. Like, I hope it's still funny. Do I you reckon know what I mean? it will be. Because it was amazing back in the day. Uh, they looked the part and everything like that as well. So, yeah, for me, recommendation, got to be Spinal Tap. Now, we didn't clarify what type of band it is, so I feel my favourite band movie can uh, still be put through. And that is... No, you won't mind this one. Brassed Off. Oh, it's a great film. I know it's a, it's a colliery brass band, Still but it's works. such a brilliant film. Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree with that. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 on my IMDb scale. Always loves a little score, Richie, doesn't he, eh? Ewan McGregor. Actually, Richie loves a score. Sounds really dodgy. I don't mean like that. <laughs> clarify that Clarify that. Blues Brothers is being suggested by so many different people. David, one of them, says he's got everything. Great music, very funny, and a car chase. Uh, Lisa from Bury St Edmunds says, what about Foo Fighters, the horror movie Studio 666? We, un- we interviewed Dave Grohl we about did. the film, didn't we? Yes. It was a great film. Gruesome, terrible acting, but just brilliant. Uh, Rich, what are you suggesting? Oh, yes, it's got to be still crazy. Now, I'd, I'm going to be honest, I've never heard that film before in my life. Richie, you know this film? Not familiar with it. Uh, done a quick check here. Are we talking uh, Billy Connolly and Jimmy Nail there, Rich? Billy Connolly, Jimmy Nail, Timothy... It's an author, and um, I can't remember the guy's name. Bill Nye. Bill Nye's in it. Oh. And what, what's it about? What's, what happens in it? It's uh, a bunch of guys who had a big band back in the 70s and uh, they were world famous and then decided to reform and it just becomes a bit of a disaster while they do the reforming tour because they all realise why they hated each other. Or well, maybe not one to show the band of mum and dad, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, push them over the edge. Someone here says uh, Star Wars, the cantina band. I'd love to hear them play that, it'd be so good. Uh, Natalia, also Paul, quite a few people have mentioned That Thing You Do, uh, written and directed by Tom Hanks, must be worth wow. a mention. He doesn't generally do duds, I'm not familiar with it. We, we've said previously on Film Club that Tom Hanks has not done a bad thing. No. Not done a bad thing, so that could be a thing. Uh, we've got Sean on the line. Sean, suggestion what movie's it got to be? Uh, almost Famous. Almost Famous. Tell us about Almost Famous. Yes. Um, 
It's about a 15-year-old kid that lies, to his, lies about his age to Rolling Stone magazine and gets sent on the road to get a story. And it's like a coming-of-age kind of story on the road. Kate Hudson oh. appears to be yeah. the big star. Oh, I. Okay, she's got. It's oh, got oh, I, oh, he I. says. <laughs> and there's bands in it then. Not just a band. There's loads of bands in it then. In that case, it's actually. I'm hoping. Hoping it's not like a, it's a fictional film. The band. It's not a real band. Obviously, I'm hoping I've got that part right. Do you know what? It's got a good rating. Seven point nine out of ten. That's high. That's the highest rating we've oh. had on here for a while. That's Kate Hudson, though. <laughs> Here he goes again, right. <laughs> we need to work out what film the band of Mum and Dad will be watching tonight in our Hometime Film Club. Uh, they'll find out the song they're singing on the Dayberry Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. But what film is the best that's all about a band? Uh, we have had loads of brilliant suggestions. Thank you so much. But uh, one that keeps coming back and back and back is suggested here just now by Carl Taylor. He says, guys, it's got to be School of Rock. Spookily, my son is going to be in the stage version of School of Rock in Bournemouth next year. Get your tickets now. Oh, an advert in there as well. Yeah. So many people have suggested School Rock. It's a great film. It's got to be done. Find out tomorrow, though, what the song is on the Dayberry Breakfast Show. The Daily Takeaway. Richie Richie's Daily Takeaway. And there you have it. There's the show. Do let us know whether you could hear the, the edge taken off Richie and I after a hearty meal. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. One thing, just going back to the meal earlier on. Yes. I'm always interested in what other people order along with what they're having. You went for the fish and chips. I did, yeah. Uh, we all had pies. Yeah. Uh, you specified that you did not want the peas. Yeah, I mean, the lady asked, uh, does anyone have any um, allergies? And I just said vegetables. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I was trying to be polite because the on the menu it said... Fish, chips, uh, with a tartar sauce and um, mushy peas crushed right. in a... And I wanted to find out whether the peas... Because I didn't want to say... I didn't want to be rude and just go, just don't bother with the peas. Do you I, like I'm peas? Not, What's your view on peas? Not with fish and chips. OK. I'll have them on a roast, but I don't want them with... I, I'm ordering fish and chips. The, the peas, to me, are a cold little annoyance. OK. So I was wanting to find out whether they were going to touch the fish or touch the <laughs> chips. Because if it was in a ramekin, oh, right, I would yeah. have been fine with it being on the plate. But if it was going to soil it, I didn't want it. And then it turned into a scene. I just said, no peas. And then, then they, put a load of, um, they put a load of tartar sauce on there, which you didn't have either. No, because I want fish and chips. So you really had quite a stressful meal. <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy to splurge the mayo. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs>